Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com and make your contribution today. That's StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. StopTheCoup.LiberalDan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. Shouts out to everyone in the chat already. West human being, Maria, uh, and our, my two wonderful mods, Jolie and Aaron. Uh, thank you all for helping out. If you want to uh, join the conversation in chat, it's youtube.com slash liberaldanradio or youtube.liberaldan.com can get you there as well. Uh, and if you're listening after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. Uh, here on YouTube as well or showthreadedliberaldan.com. Facebook.com slash Liberal Banner at Liberal Banner Radio on Twitter. Um, we're going to start the show off now. The house, Hal is going to be on at the bottom half of the hour at 8.30. Uh, he'll be on for an hour after once, once he starts that. But I'll uh, we'll do some other stuff that we're going to talk about before we get to uh, before we get to Hal's call-in. Um, it's been a monthly call-in so far, and I'd like to see that continue. Hey, Catherine Brown, how are you doing? Lolo, appreciate you all for joining. Uh, please remember, if you the best way to help Liberal Day Radio is to subscribe to the channel, uh, like this video, subscribe to the channel. I have a goal of hitting a thousand subs by the end of September, so um, if you can help out, that would be great. Um, if you also want to support the show, you can do Patreon.LiberalDayin.com as well, um, Patreon.LiberalDayin.com or Patreon.com/LiberalDayin. Either way, will get you there. For as little as three bucks a month, you can support the show, or if you want to do a one-time. Uh, Treats. You can either Venmo me with the, with the QR code up there or um, go to liberaldan.com and click the buy me a cider beating button, buy me a cider button, and, uh, and you'll get to hear a little ding live during the show if you do it during the show. So i uh, got a bunch of stuff to talk about today and a bunch of stuff I really want to talk to Hal about. Um, you know, we've had all these Supreme Court rulings. Uh, anybody who was with me, I did a, I did a, a surprise podcast on Friday. Uh, where you know I was originally going to just do it on YouTube to review uh, the rest of the Roe v. Wade uh, overturning with Dobbs v. Jackson, uh, but because I was able to what what we call in my friend group forming Voltron, which means 
uh, Nimbus Yosh, the host of the most with the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, and Demonox, my first Patreon um, supporter. Both of them came on the show as well, and we discussed many issues, including uh, the hor- horrible ruling that was Dobbs v. Jackson. Uh, so we'll get to that as well. Hey, say what? Thank you for joining Alarasia. Al- Al- Did I get that right? Hopefully. Julia Lees, hello, fellow sparklers. I, too, am a sparkler. I'm supporting Hal at the Hal's Angels level because, you know, he's been good to me, and I want to be good to Hal as well. So um, so we had that going. And you can always – I always have my past broadcasts. Um, you can go back and watch them anytime on YouTube as well. And I have other clips that I try and post as well. Um, you know, we're going to get into a little bit of that ruling uh, with Hal. We also got the, uh, the pending theocracy that where it's apparently okay that you can uh, lead prayer as a coach and, and have the Supreme Court lie in your, in your favor and say that you weren't really leading the prayer when he was sitting in the middle of the circle, leading the darn prayer. I guarantee you if a Muslim person was leading a prayer in a public school, you would have a bunch of people angry as hell about that one. Uh, they would not be none too happy about some Muslim prayer. I mean, you had people booing when you, they had one prayer one day at some council meeting where uh, a Muslim person was giving the early invocation. And, yeah, they didn't react too well to that one either. Now, I do want to apologize ahead of time. Um, I am fighting a little bit of a sickness, so I'm a little stuffy. I'm a little, you know, I'm not hoarse necessarily, but if I do call for sneeze, uh, I have to mute myself for a second. I do apologize. Um so, I mean, and as I talked about on Wednesday, last Wednesday's show was uh, living life as a Jewish person. And that's just another thing. I've kind of talked about that in my, uh, you know, I, I'm not practicing, but I was raised Jewish. And I had this situation where, you know, again, you know, I went to school and everything was Christian centered, even though it was a public school in Baltimore City. And Baltimore and New Orleans have a lot of things in common, and especially the fact that they're both very Catholic cities. So, you know, I felt like a fish out of water in high school because I was the only Jewish person pretty much for the majority of of my time there. And I didn't really know the one that was a senior when I was a freshman. The other one that was, I kind of knew the one that was a freshman when I was a senior because the seniors really don't hang out much. So, but yeah, I mean, this is just another thing where, you know, if anybody was pushing to defend any other prayer besides Christian prayer, they would be an uproar. But let a Christian people let christian people do it and it would be it's okay with them so uh because you know we're not only are we becoming an idiocracy we're becoming a theocracy uh because of all of the things like for example the abortion ruling um in judaism can raise judaism judaism doesn't consider life to begin at uh at the embryo embryonic stage uh judaism considers the embryo to be mere water it's not has no value other than you know a potential for life at some point. Uh, Judaism goes so far as to say, I mean, you can't like kill an infant, but in Jewish law, when you when you uh, mourn somebody, you do what's called sit shiva, which is you mourn for seven days. Uh, you have like you know you rip your clothes, you have a black band around your arm or whatever, and you um, you are not required to sit shiva for a infant that dies before thirty days because. Um, the infant was not necessarily considered viable if it, if it did not last that long outside the womb. And also uh, to go follow like Jewish tradition or Jewish law, 
um, Jewish law has the uh, idea, teach you a, your Hebrew lesson of the day. Uh, there is a word called rodef in Hebrew, which means a pursuer. And you're always allowed to protect yourself or other people against a pursuer who's trying to harm you. Well, if you are pregnant in, under Jewish law, if you are pregnant and your pregnancy is a threat to your health and your life, that pregnancy is considered a rodef, considered a pursuer, and you're allowed to defend yourself from that pregnancy. It doesn't matter that you know, the embryo or fetus didn't want to be there. You're allowed to protect yourself, be it with an ectopic pregnancy or even a late-stage pregnancy. You are required under Jewish law to get an abortion. Now, I'm, as somebody who's raised Jewish, I'm not promoting that that should be the law of the land because I don't believe the law of the land should follow religious laws. I don't want to ban bacon, well, really because I love bacon. But even if I was a practicing Jew, I wouldn't want to ban bacon because just because it's my rules doesn't mean you need to follow them. Um, so, hey, everybody else for joining in for the Sparkler Raid. Appreciate y'all. Please remember to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we'll be having a hell on in about 19 minutes or so um, to continue the fun. Hey, Nick Rich, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, so usually I kind of sp- I try and spread out the bits a little bit, but I have four bits to play. And, well, two of them I want to play when Hal is on the show because they're shorter and I, I think they're funny or whatever. And Jolie, I love bacon. Mm, bacon. And I haven't had dinner yet, so I'm going to have to have dinner after this. I, don't, I probably won't be able to have bacon, but, you know, because I haven't made any yet. So I don't feel like making it, but we'll see. Anyway, so – if you're new to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. I tend to do uh, two, two bits on a mostly weekly basis. Uh, one of those bits is uh, hypocrite of the week. Another one is words of redneck wisdom. So let's do the where – where did I put it? There it is. There's hypocrite of the week. There's words of redneck wisdom. Uh, my mouse is not cooperating with me today, apparently. It's, it's a, little, a little slow. It's kind of like a, a deplorable. It's very slow and not cooperating with me. It's not invading the capital, though. Anyway, here's words of redneck wisdom. And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Um, I thought I was pretty well informed until uh, last Thursday and Friday. I found out the Supreme Court is not supposed to make laws. Uh, that's what happened with Roe v. Wade, it's gay marriage and contraception and sodomy. Um, the Supreme Court legalized these things, so that means that the people have to pay for these things. So you have to pay, I have to pay for a woman in another state to have an abortion. I think it's the job of the Congress to make laws, not the Supreme Court. Um, and the Supreme Court, they have no way to enforce their, their rulings. They don't have a police department. The uh, governors of New York and, and California have already said they're not going to comply. So what do you do? It goes back to the states and the people that won in the Supreme Court. They have to sue again in their own state, which is going to take them years. It's going to drag out for more years. Another uh, thing I learned Thursday was that the Second Amendment does not give us gun rights. Gun rights are inalienable rights and fundamental rights, which are God-given rights, not from the Second Amendment. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right.
you know, conservatives really should not try sarcasm. They're, they're really not good at it, not at all. Uh, <laughs> nobody ha- but nobody has to pay for an abortion uh, for anybody else, especially across state lines or whatever. Um, we have the Hyde Amendment, which prohibits, strictly prohibits the federal government from paying for abortions um, almost in any case, even though it shouldn't be. You know, people who are serving in the military uh, should have abortion coverage. Uh, because that's their health care coverage. And if, you know, God forbid somebody gets raped in the military, which does happen, uh, they're not allowed to take care of it. They're not allowed to, to seek an abortion. It, it's ridiculous. You know, they should be able to get health care. They should be able to, an abortion is health care. Um, enforcement of rulings. The, the Supreme Court doesn't have police. While the Supreme Court has, you know, makes the rulings on what laws are constitutional and what isn't constitutional. And it's up to the, legislative executive branch to enforce the laws that are constitutional or haven't yet been found unconstitutional. And if a rule isn't found to be constitutional, then the executive branch can't enforce the rule. That's how it works. Um, And then fundamental rights, not from the constitution. This is one of my uh, favorite arguments that comes from conservatives and I, I sometimes hijack it and sometimes usurp it that some that they well they say rights do not come from the constitution the constitution only protects rights i agree i agree with that statement the constitution protects rights the constitution doesn't create rights it doesn't and, and that's why we have da, 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 the ninth amendment which says the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. And this is my, one of my favorite little graphics because it is the most often forgot, forgotten uh, amendment of the Constitution because this right here is what should be the basis of government not being able to infringe on almost any activity that doesn't harm anybody else because this right here establishes the idea that rights don't come from the Constitution, that rights come from, you know, just you existing, and you should have many, many rights for existing. Some of those rights are enumerated in the Constitution, the right to free speech, the right to redress your government, the right to the freedom to assemble, freedom of the press. Um, I don't think uh, Amy Cody Barrett um, could remember all of those from the First Amendment when she was in her confirmation hearing, which should have told everybody that she is not qualified to be sitting on the Constitution. And Cody Barrett's from Metairie, Louisiana, on the outskirts of New Orleans. And it's not shocking that someone from Metairie, Louisiana, is, help, is responsible for turning us into Handmaid's Tale, into Gilead. Um, but yeah, so not only do we have those enumerated rights in the Constitution, but as the Ninth Amendment clearly states, and that's why Madison wanted it. And, you know, again, founding fathers were terrible people who believed in owning other people. Um, you know, I, I don't Yahoo the Founding Fathers much, but I'll use it against the conservatives who always love to quote the Founding Fathers uh, when they say, oh, well, you know, the Founders said this, the Founders said that. Well, Madison initially didn't want to have an enumerated list of rights in the Constitution because guess what? Then people might make the argument, well, such and such isn't a right, therefore such and such isn't by the Constitution. So I was like, well, let's put the Ninth Amendment there. Just try and stop people from saying that. Now I say try because guess what? People still say it. Alito still said it. Thomas still said it. 
Kavanaugh still said it. Everybody who agreed with Alito's horrible ruling said that, guess what? A right has to be enumerated in the Constitution or we're not going to acknowledge it as a right, which is a bunch of hooey, a bunch of BS. Speaking of Alito and those five uh, conservatives on the Supreme Court, this week's hypocrites of the week are these six conservative justices on the Supreme Court. According to them, states are empowered to protect an embryo from day one from a pill or scalpel, but they're not empowered to protect an infant from day one from gun violence. They also claimed that Griswold, Lawrence, and Obersfell were not at risk, except for Thomas, who said the quiet part out loud. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central at youtube.liberaldan.com. And I don't know if you've listened to my previous Hypocrites of the Week or whatever, but as I'm kind of moving away uh, from driving people to Blog Talk Radio. I prefer people to watch here. We can take off the Ninth Amendment warning just because it'll, it can come back up. You know, it'll, maybe it'll come back up later in the show. Who knows? But I like to have the little like, flashing up there. Ninth Amendment. Here you go. Here's the, I like to have it ready to be able to tell people. Because um, I want more people to watch here. Basically just using Blog Talk Radio right now as a tool to accept phone calls and have a soundboard. That's basically it. So it, it's nice. It allows me to have all that. Um, but I'd rather, I don't, I don't bring up the blog talk radio chat anymore. If anybody happens to be in there, it doesn't look like they are. Let me see. Uh, but if anybody happens to be in a blog talk radio chat, come over to the YouTube chat because that's where, that's where the cool kids are. That's where the happening stuff is happening. Come to, come to the YouTube chat if you happen to be over there, which nobody is. So I don't know how popular Blog Talk Radio is. I, don't, I really don't understand why. If Blog Talk Radio ever said, hey, we're closing our doors, I'd probably have to bite the bullet and, and, and increase my uh, technology and make my technology better. Um, let me go ahead. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break um, so I can hydrate my throat more so I don't lose my voice in the middle of talking to Hal. Um, and then we'll come back. Um, I probably won't take too many or if any phone calls while – Hal is talking, but because you know the time I have with Hal is precious. But you can call in beforehand, 914 803 4131. That's 914 Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do, but BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. In a world gone mad, one progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. All right, Bill, that's enough of that. 
On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say, sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family, because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mm, yeah. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk to the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. Shout out to Demonox, the first Liberal Dan Radio patron and uh, you know, host of uh, World According to Knox. And he's getting his equipment together, apparently, to make a new, to start make, pumping out new episodes, perhaps rebranded as well. Uh, he's ex Demonox on uh, Twitter. And of course, we have the Smooth Sounds of the Percy podcast, both of whom were on the show last on Friday. So, also shout out to Cesar, um, your boy Chris. Uh, Angie from across the pond, Aaron, Julie Swenson, and Jolie, all of whom are Liberal Dan Radio patrons. Uh, thank you all so much for helping out. Uh, you can become a Liberal Dan Radio patron too. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash Dan and give your support today. Or you could also just one time buy me a, buy me a coffee.com slash Dan Radio. Or you can Venmo me, but when you Venmo me, you don't get the cool sound when you buy me a coffee, although I get to keep more of the Venmo. So I don't know which one's better. <laughs> um... Hey, Robert, thank you. Like me, like me good. Thank you, Nick Rich, for liking and joining us as well. Hey, Jenny Flynn, I'm very excited to have you as well. First timer. Excellent. About eight minutes left before Halloween. We do have a phone call. So, caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hello? Yes, what's up? Oh, uh, I just wanted to holler at Al again. So, hello, uh, Al. <laughs> Is it the crazy thing, alien? Well, you're I you're kind of breaking up a little bit. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Yeah, this is crazy and thing, alien. I, uh, okay. Wanted, yeah, I wanted to really talk to, you know, wanted to do a shout out to uh, Al Sparks. Yeah. And, All uh, right. yeah. Well, thanks, Dan. Okay. Well, stay, stay on hold and we'll, uh, you know, if we, if we, if we can get around to it, if we, if we have a little break, we'll, we'll, uh, We'll let you do a shout-out, I guess. Um, crazy Insane Alien. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. 
So, um, yeah, I I, uh, I spoiled a uh, or not spoiled, but I kind of teased another bit that I had a while back. Um, I did a show. Um, I did a I guess a commercial for the show, a fake commercial for a fake company, um, and and um, I wanted to play it for Hal, so we're gonna wait for that in a second. Um, the space phone, crazy and alien. He's influenced influenced by what with. Uh, Dan needs a hugger greeter. Hugger greeter sometimes comes into the show. So I've, I've seen hugger greeter here from time to time. So it's always good to have hugger greeter here. I'm a huggy guy. I give good, I'm fat man, give the fat men, give the best hug. So, Hey, what, what can you, I love, and I, I'm also a very huggy person as well. Hey, gypsy mama. Thank you for joining. Uh, we got also gypsy mama, Aaron, uh, bringing a boy and Wes also have contributed to buying me a cider. So again, I appreciate y'all for doing that as well. So shouts out for that as well. Um, I'd like to shout out to people who early help as much as possible, because if we get more supporters, I do want to, uh, um, I do want to uh, be able to give everyone shouts out. And then, you know, the, the, the individual shout outs might be less frequent. Um, but of course, as I promised to do them on the show as well. So got about five minutes left. Oh, the color dropped. Crazy alien, I don't know. Um, crazy insane alien drops. So I guess if you do want to call and give a shout out, or maybe you thought you gave a shout out, I don't know. But I'll tell Hal that you said hi. <laughs> so um, I don't know. That was that was kind of weird, a little little surreal, I guess. I don't know. Um, felt like I might have been on something there for a second. Maybe it's I was like maybe it was the COVID, maybe it was the uh, medication uh, that I took to deal with the sickness that I have the uh, antivirals or whatever. I mean, that's fine. You can, you can call back in a, in a, in a little bit if you want to, if you want to, but no rush, you know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get the ball started with, started with Hal um, at, when he gets here. And I'm kind of, I don't really want to get into too much of, of a topic because it's about like four minutes left and then Hal's going to call in and I'll have to stop the topic anyway. So, Hey, there we go. Robert Reynolds bought me a center. Thank you very much, Robert Reynolds. See, I love that. Uh, and I love the little, ba-ba-ding. So I appreciate y'all for, for supporting the show as well. Uh, let's see. Do we have anything else that we could talk about that that's really quick um, before? Because um, one of the things I could talk about as quickly is the uh, whole border thing. And I, I have talked about the border thing a little bit uh, when it came to the, the you know, the, was it 51 people who died uh, as the, for the human trafficking? Because I was kind of watching the end of the show right there. And, uh, you know, the Republicans are so weird about it because they'll complain like they caught $10 million of fentanyl coming across the border. Well, isn't that a good thing? Isn't it good that Biden caught the Biden administration was adept enough to prevent people from tracking trafficking fentanyl across the border. Isn't it, you know, Biden's doing a much better job of stopping fentanyl from crossing the border than Trump ever did. I, mean, I think the numbers for Biden are higher than Trump. Jolie bought me a cider. Thank you, Jolie. Appreciate you. Um, so, um, you know, maybe, and maybe this is a theory, and I could be correct. I might not be, but here's a theory that perhaps Biden was, you know, Biden administration is not trying to stop, like, you know, asylum seekers from crossing the border and not trying to kick out people who are here because of DACA or their families or whoever, you know, and he's focusing on the things that could actually harm people. 
and maybe that's why they're doing a better job than the Trump administration. And I think we do have Hal uh, a little early. Am I right? Is that Hal? It's me. Hey, Hal. Thank yep. you so much for joining. Again, Hal Sparks, Hal Sparks Mega Worldwide, InfotainmentWars.com. You also know, could know him from Talk Soup, uh, Disney's Lab Rats, Queer as Folk, etc. And from his monthly appearance on Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, that's right. How have you been, sir? I'm good. I'm really good. I, you know, we're, I, I feel like sometimes I'm ice skating uphill against a wall of idiotic talking points. And, you know, and lately when, you know, when the calamity strikes, when people start getting all wound up about stuff we actually care about, um, you know, you're not just fighting the right wing talking points. You're fighting the, you know, self-destructive ones from, right. you know, from our side of the aisle. And that's, that's more concerning for me than, you know, than anything else. Cause it's, um, it takes, you know, people get entrenched and want to believe <clears throat> their, their own, um, like, you know, I've, I've often said when you're doing stand up or you're performing on stage, one of the tricks right. about performing that people I don't think are aware of is that the audience more than almost anything else wants to agree with you about how you feel about you. The audience wants to, they, you know, if you go up there and it's obvious you think you're terrible, they would rather agree with you even if they um, would feel like they should be polite and laugh at your material. If you think you suck, they want to agree with you. If you think you're great, your material doesn't even have to be that good. They would rather agree with you about the state of things as opposed to make a real judgment. Now, there's people who stand out in all groups that will buck against both of those trends in every audience. There are those people, but the group mentality that takes over often aligns more closely with that. I had my, my good friend, Chris, who's really funny would open for mm. me on the road. And I would, he, he has a sort of his character when he's on stage is somebody who's ner- nervous and, you know, and confused and that, you know, he was kind of bumbling almost like a, uh, inspector Clouseau kind of thing with his material and if he did that in quite frankly in the north it wasn't difficult but if he Mm -hmm. did it in the south there were a lot of people who were very upset that he was making them feel nervous (laughs) because you know he he was he seemed nervous and that upset them and that was you know that was an issue before you mentioned him though before, yeah. before, sorry, sorry. Before I mentioned him, though, you, you had you you had me picturing like the, the the exception of the rule, like a Stephen Wright, like someone who's like very dull and drone and and like you know, right, but, almost but, seems a little nervous, but he does it really well, <laughs> and it's really entertaining. But I would argue, I would argue, he was totally committed to his character and his ideas, right. And so there was no lack of confidence in what he was doing. In the same way that Rodney Dangerfield is technically saying he has no respect but he's doing it in a commanding nature where right. what it doesn't have to there doesn't have to be a linear connection to even to your material you could do nervous material but if they think you're in control that's okay if it's if it's too subtle it'll miss it and they'll mistake it for the real thing and that was part of the issue so the same right. thing is sort of true you know politically amongst groups you know and there can be it's, it's one of the reasons why you know, the brash, loud version of, uh, you know, of an ideology often makes it more so than the quiet, well-thought-out version. I mean, that's just... That's like like Anna Kassarian? Right? And, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. The the louder and more obnoxious it is, you know, it doesn't even have to be right or true or or the best version of that thought form. It's simply enough that it's committed, you know, and 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 people will follow people that are, you know, are committed essentially. And so when I see people anyways, the point I was trying to make about like agreeing with you know, the the audience wants to agree with a performer. The same thing is true politically with a sort of a mass psychosis concept about, you know, and it's, we're seeing it play out in a negative sense with Trump. And it's a great way for people to get some distance from it when it happens to them and look at it. But what, you know, he is the reason we got both seats in Georgia. Flat right. out, Trump is the reason. They do and Loeffler weren't enough. And you could say that the the establishment didn't listen and the, they could have had more MAGA-y people than, you know, than Loeffler, which I don't know how that's possible at all, but, you know, any of those <laughs> ideas, right? You could, make, right? you could make the Bernie case around both of them, that they were, you know, that Purdue in particular was too close to the establishment. They should have run somebody, you know, further than Loeffler, and it should have been more – but, but the truth be told, the, the defining characteristic in it was the fact that Trump got people not to vote. Right. That he talked them out of it. That he didn't. They didn't trust the election, and so they just decided to blow it off. And that, while it wasn't a, a statistically significant number of the people who did vote, it was a statistically significant number of those who didn't or went the other way. And that's all it took. And in our case, right now, when it right. comes to this fall, like you're you're seeing. I'm sure you noticed this week the the Trending for generic Republican versus generic Democrat flip flop ten points this week, right? Because of largely because of the Roe ruling, but you know also I think Clarence Thomas, you know, feeling like he could have a mask off moment and saying, yeah, contraception <laughs> and not only same sex marriage but same sex relationships is next, and I don't know why people don't grasp that as the kind of off the reservation psycho statement that it is because he's not talking about just sodomy laws he's talking about fired for being gay like right. that stuff bad that that you should be able to do that and the republicans believe that they definitely you know they're you know the the ben shapiro's of the world that wing that aren't they're not on team trump necessarily but they like all the things they would have gotten otherwise if right. he hadn't messed things up by being such a jerk that that number that now it is now thanks to the hubris of the right wingers on the Supreme Court, it's now our race to lose. It was the other way around just a month ago. It was right. the Republicans' election to lose. Now it but is the ours. Leftists, but the leftists attacking, are, us, attacking left from the left is is going to harm that possibility because again, as you said, exactly. You know, all they're you know, doing if, if you, is evening up the numbers again. It was close right. enough that circumstance. That's all they needed was, you know, the, like the, the Annika Asparian and, and Schenck and, the, and TYT and, the, and Jimmy Dore and, and Russell Brand and all of his BS. All those right. folks, well, um, um, they're, they're all going to shave five points off that. That's what they want to do. That's all they're going to do is they're going to shave five points and get it back within the, the margin of error. Right. And this is one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, about like, you know, the left attacking from the left. So I'm glad you brought that up. You might be psychic. I don't know. Um, but one of the things, one of the, 
biggest thing, I see two main arguments. The first one that the left is attacking the left or bringing up is the whole uh, Cisneros versus Quaylar in the Texas congressional district where the, right. the establishment Democrats got behind Quaylar and the progressives are like, well, you know, why are you backing Quaylar? He's pro-life. And I'm like, well, did you look at the election results? He's from not going to get elected. Right. right. He got more votes in that district than Biden did. Why? Because he's more conservative than Biden. So more people were willing right. to come out for him. And there's no polling data that I saw that showed that Cisneros would be able to win if she would have won the primary. And like, right. like the left wants to the extreme left, I would say, because I consider myself yes. on the left. Um, right. Because it's talking left. That's right. But, you know, I, I basically say, look, you know, I would I personally would love to have Cisneros over Quaylar, but yeah. you can't live in a vacuum. You have to, if you want to keep a Democratic majority, sometimes you have to support pro-life I, Democrats I, I, in districts that are going to be... If you want to grow, if you want to grow that majority, because again, even if you have a pro-life Democrat, that is going to be a pro-choice pro-life Democrat, much like Joe Biden. Joe Biden is technically, on all measures, a pro-life Democrat. That's how, he, that's how he operates in his own life. That's how he believes religiously and all those things. The difference is, and, and this is the difference between a pro-life Democrat and a pro-life Republican, is that he, does, he believes that while he believes in the moral choice is still up to the woman. And if you right. believe that one choice is more moral than the other, then it is up to you to convince the woman of that moral decision, not force her to make that decision, because then it is no longer a moral choice. It is now, um, you know, it it is now a matter of legal force, and all morality vanishes anytime someone is forced by law or circumstance to make the you know the decision based on crime and punishment. Um, you know, I I still believe, you know, people when in moments when they can get away with murder, choose right. not to because it's wrong, but we have it on the books because. You know, a lot of us don't want to wonder if today's the day, right? Is the is the is the argument, right? And in and in and in the case of, you know, of these rules, the same thing that that morality ask is there specifically because um, you believe in the moral character of people in general. You believe that in freedom. You believe in uh, self determination. All the things that are supposed to make this country great, according to those folks. And in the process of believing those things. You leave some of the more difficult personal decisions up to that person. Uh, the Republicans, for all their talk about freedom, right. um, don't believe that. That's the irony, I think, more than anything else, is that they've hijacked freedom and patriotism and all that kind of stuff, and yet have no commitment to the ideas themselves. Right. Well, um, I mean – the way they talk about freedom is for themselves. Like there's that great Twitter thread. Right. I read it on my show where it's like, you know, the person basically points out, Hey, you might've, I might've gotten it from you. I don't know. Um, whereas like the, the Republicans or conservatives are all about, you know, telling you what to do while not being told what to do themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, look, look at their, their feeling about, about guns, about, uh, you know, abortion and uh, even just, Quite frankly, the idea that Trump can be charged for trying to manipulate the election, you know, meanwhile, they they want to round up uh, election volunteers who did nothing wrong and basically surreptitiously 
hang them essentially it seems right you know for just no like literally just decide that it's you know we'll we'll decide it's a crime and then just carry out the sentence like no jury trial no due process and meanwhile the people that are in jail for january 6th for example the ones that are still there there's a bunch of them that were violent that did horrible things that aren't in jail and the reason they're not in jail is because all they had to do was not spit in the judge's face or threaten the life of someone and the judge was like all right you can be on your way we'll see you in july um you know it's a it's a huge difference like it's it's just a flip-flop in ideals they're just selling that, and they, they, you know, it's freedom TM with those crowds. In the same way that, quite frankly, I would argue that in your, you know, in the in the situation of, you know, far lefties, it's progress TM, it's progressive TM. It doesn't actually right. have to amount to anything. You don't actually need any progress. As a matter of fact, all meaningful progress is is incremental. They hate it when I say it, but it's absolutely true. That's just the nature of life. I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but. Everything can't be a laparoscopic procedure or, you know, or a facelift or something. Sometimes you got to go to the gym and you got to learn to eat right. And if right. you want to be healthy and that most things, by the way, if you want lasting change or precisely that, they, they require, um, you know, that kind gradual. of progress. They require yeah, gradual. Yeah. And gradual incremental. I mean, cause a lot of these are what I would call thin ice um, projects charge out onto the ice and hope it holds because people's lives are at stake. You have, right. you know, you, you're like, I got a great idea. Let's just run across the frozen lake. And you're like, dude, it's spring. <laughs> like, I don't right. care. It would have worked back then. Well, that back then <laughs> the, 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 it was winter. You know, you could argue that there was a time when it might've been easier. That ain't now. And especially when we've got, like I said, 48 elected Democrats in the Senate, we don't have 50. We don't. We certainly don't have fifty-one, right? You know, uh, we've got we've got Kamala Harris and two independents, and that's if we have everybody on board. And again, we're, that kind of goes to the uh, the Quayle argument that you're making that to, these people have to be able to get elected and stay elected. Otherwise, all these rights we care about are just going to be ping pong balls back and forth every election, which is what has happened until Democrats and Democratic leaning voters are willing to commit to the entire process for a period of time where we can build on, you know, steady and powerful progress. And, and not, not just in the federal elections, state elections too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every, every two years, we vote every two years in this country. That's how it works. Till we can do that. I mean, it's, it, it's gonna, we're just coin tossing people's rights for, you know, for, you know, every four years. It's terrible. Like women's rights are not a, you know, a ping pong game. That shouldn't be at least. That's the other thing that came up. That's the thing that the left wants to attack. Why didn't Obama codify Roe? And I'm like, Obama didn't have the votes to codify Roe. Even though he got 60 votes in the Senate, technically for like 45 days, he was working on the Affordable Care Act. He was working on um, the Matthew Shepard hate crimes bill. He got Lily Ledbetter uh, Fair Pay Act passed. Um, He had a bunch of stuff that he got done. And with the fact that both houses, despite the fact that you had a Democratic majority in both houses, both houses had a majority of people who were not pro-choice. They were not going to vote for a for a no for a, a codifying row. And the the stupidest thing about the argument is, let's say Obama did codify row, this court would have still yeah. overturned it. 
because it would have been right. based on the same idea that supposedly it should be the state's power to trample people's rights. Yeah. Right. I would, uh, and and that that bill itself, had it cleared all the hurdles, it would have it would have needed couldn't have been done under a filibuster. The fact that even if you did it with a filibuster, you broke the filibuster to do it. All that does right. is tee up this court to see a challenge to it. Go, you overrode the filibuster to do this. You you don't even have the votes. You don't even have fifty fifty in the Senate as in a two party system, and you right. dared to force this on the states. It's the same procedure. What you have to do. In these cases, is you've got to, you know, you've got to make steady progress and win hearts and minds. And and during that process, you also can't give up an election like happened under, you know, with Hillary and Trump, where people are like, eh, I don't know, she's I'm basically she's awful. I don't like her. That in right. and of itself, it, I mean, that's what gave it away. In the same way that Trump gave us the Senate, and that we gave it what control we have of the Senate, the fifty-fifty coin toss uh, that we have. Right. The, the reason we have that, the only reason we have that is because he talked his voters out of voting. And the only reason that we don't have the Supreme Court right now is because the TYTs and the Jimmy Doors and the, you know, the hyper lefties, their voters out of doing it right. in 2016. That's it. 100%. Because there was, a, there was, a, there was we, an NPR article where normally where you like survey like, you know, 800, 1,000 people when you're doing polls, they surveyed like 50,000 yeah. people. And it's. 12% of Bernie supporters in Wisconsin, Wisconsin Michigan, yeah. and Pennsylvania all flipped from Bernie to Trump. If they would have just voted for yeah. Jill Stein, Hillary would have won. If they would have stayed home and been, Hillary would have won. But they switched right. from Bernie to Trump, which is just, I don't understand how you go from the person who Trump calls a socialist to, I mean, it's a Democratic socialist, but, you know, the person who Trump would have attacked even further for harder for being a socialist. I mean, they call Biden a socialist. It's clearly not. But, right. you know, how do you go from a, from a democratic socialist to Hitler wannabe? Because, make because, the theme of, because the theme of that ideology is, one is, the entire system is rotten, and the only solution is to burn it all down. That's, an, that's the anarchist wing of that crap. Burn your bus. And which is, a, a, yeah, burn your bus, right. And then the other half of it is, is, if we don't get everything, nobody gets anything. That we'll lose power if we don't leverage what little power we have to overwhelm the majority of our own party, not by convincing them, not by showing, you know, proof of concept in, you know, in these situations, um, um, not by doing it that way, but by just forcing it, you know, by, by right. like, you know, and it was, this is the same argument, by the way, that um, the force the vote push from both uh, TYT and Jimmy Dore, last year about Build Back Better and the infrastructure bill, which would have served to kill the infrastructure bill. It would have never gotten Build Back Better passed, not, n- not in a million years, not with the makeup of the, of the, uh, of the House or the Senate being, that, being what it is, or even the House for that matter, because it was you know, 10 to 10. You know, like we've got, there's a, it's it's uh, 2020 to 2010. That's the, that's the, the power uh, balance in the House right now. Um, so there, right. the idea that somehow, yeah, you know, Republican to, or Democrat to Republican, we have 220, they got 210. Like that, there's no way anybody can read that and go, it's a, anything other than it's a coin toss right now. And the same right. thing in the, in the Senate, and then you're going to argue that we should be able to, quote, unquote, force this down people's throats. 
This is, we should be able to take what we want and get it because that's what the Republicans are doing. Okay, first of all, when they do it, it's fascistic and it's wrong. And so if you do it, you're saying it's not the fascism I have a problem with. It's the result of the fascism. And then you go, well, then you're not actually arguing for democracy. So uh, you're, you're going to lose anybody who actually gives a crap about the concept of this country. Secondly, um, if you're, you know, you're just setting it up so they can just do the, uh, do the exact same thing on the back end. Right. Like they're, you're just you're just saying, all right, well, next time you guys get in office, we'll just we'll just go back and forth. Executive orders, exec, you know, back and forth. And every time you turn around, somebody's going to lose like gay rights and women's rights and S chip. And we'll get Rick Scott in there and every every five years. They'll sunset Medicare and Medicaid. And so every six years, you know, we'll get control again. And then we'll put it in, and then they'll blame all the extra spending on us because you'll have to raise taxes every six years to do it because it won't exist the other years. And then they'll go, every time I get in here, and it doesn't even work because people eat well for six years, and then they start starving again. You're like, yeah, because you shut shit down. So right. it's, it's you know, full look, of pork if they want. And then they go home to their districts and say, look what I got for y'all in this bill that I voted against. Right. Yeah. It's, so. uh, you know. Quite frankly, it's simply embarrassing when people try to make that argument, especially when it's the, you know, Democrats could have when they had power. They, they never had power because every time, even in that moment, like I said, where we had Obama, we had 60 votes, you know, we're in the middle of like literally the economy is collapsing. He still right. manages to get the ACA passed. He still manages to get Lily Ledbetter passed. He's working on these things. And that, by the way, the idea that, you you know, you you need just. 60 votes to pass a codification of Roe in, in the United States when you couldn't do it anyways because of people in each of these different states. The idea that you, you know, you, 68% of Americans are for it. Democrats, you know, out of 100, right. fine. Then you can start complaining. But in that process, you know, the fact that he was able to pull that off, he was able to make that happen, and then lost the midterms, even though he'd done that. Because why? Project Why did he roadmap. lose the midterm? Arguably, well, yeah, arguably well, a because, project roadmap. B because liberal voters don't vote in off-year elections because they forget that you can lose rights in off-year elections too. Right. Yes. That, I mean that's precisely why because the, the the Obama coalition that showed up to vote him into office um, just said eh, I don't really you know care about what he, I don't think he's doing what he should do fast enough. He should he should stampede this stuff through and and. If he can't, then I don't care, essentially. And every, right. every right that exists, I'm just going to take its existence for granted. And if we lose it, it'll be his fault, not mine. So that's it. So they didn't show up, and we, and, and we lost that in the midterm. And then he was basically, you know, the, the most progress was strangled during the, you know, after that point. And then everybody, then that watered down the next vote, which he won, but by less numbers. So what was the lesson for Republicans? Choke this stuff off and nobody will care. You know, like, you know, the, his own voters won't come out to support him. Why? Why? Here's the thing. There's so much talk of progressives wanting Democrats to fear them. But what they don't recognize is that um, Democrats don't fear. We care. We, we right. care about what you want, but we can't afford to be afraid of you. It's insane. What the, the, until the progressives make Republicans fear them, they will make only way it matters. 
because everybody else is going to go, okay, look, my real problem here is what Republicans want to remove as far as rights, privileges, safety nets you know, from the American people that's materially important and will, mat- it will matter in human lives. There, there's no two ways about it. And, and that's what my focus has to be. And if that means some, you know, getting some 80-20 Democrat to guarantee that there's not some um, you know, 90-10 Trump maggot in a seat, right. then you bet your ass I'm going to work on it. Absolutely. Well, and, the thing is, like, the Republicans it, are a little bit afraid because they know they're a minority party, and that's why they cheat. That's why they gerrymander. That's why they pass these so-called voter ID bills to pass. Right, but they count on – by the way, progressives are part of their strategy. They right. count on it. They count on the Bernie bros to, to you know – to guarantee them a certain diminished vote. They count on Jimmy Dore talking Democrats out of voting, like the most liberal. It basically, they demoralize. They don't show up at the polls. That's what matters. That's all they do. That's the purpose. That's the job. And there's only, there's only and one they, Democrat who I think, I think ever did that, that I can remember that they kind of did that successfully, which is Claire McCaskill. She like spent money on her far-right opponent primary charger, potential primary challenger to get him to beat the other one who was more moderate. It was like, look at how right. conservative enough this guy is. So the really conservative guy won. And then she was able to steamroll him because everyone else, all the independents were like, well, he's too conservative. We want Claire McCaskill again. She pulled that off, but most right. usually it's a Republican trick. And the thing is, is that Republicans can like act dirty and misbehave and do horrible things. And they're like, oh, they're they just being care about the ramifications. They don't care about it. Well, no one holds them to their fire. No one says, oh, you know, we're going to be yeah. punishing you for that. But if a Democrat does something terrible, you know, or crosses a line or something, or even remotely steps out of line, they're like, oh, clutching pearls. And especially and the people on the far left would be like, well, we can't support them now. They did something that was, you know, didn't smell exactly I, it, right. Here's the thing. It's even worse than that. I don't mind brooming people who deserve it out of the party. Uh, you right. know, and, and if it's about men behaving badly or any of that kind of stuff, I'm willing to have that conversation or whatever. But the half the time, it's not – again, it's not even about indiscretion. It's not even about immoral uh, or, or you know, politically untoward behavior or a lack of commitment to true, you know, progressive issues. Anything. It's just simply not, you know, not selling the, you know, the, the line loud enough or not voting, you know, 100 percent you know, with uh, their plan every time. And it's, again, if we can't get everything, nobody gets anything. And therefore it's better for them. If a, if a maggot is in there, if a full on Trumpster is in there wrecking the whole system so that they can say it doesn't work no matter. And and this is the problem I have with that more than any is that real people's lives are on the line. It's one of the pivot points that, uh, that, you know, Democrats have always had to deal with when they're arguing these points and in negotiations, especially, is that we actually care about the ramifications. We actually are concerned about whether or not people are going to be able to survive or live their lives or, you know, or, you know, feed their kids or, you know, carry their baby to term healthfully, you know, that kind of stuff. The, the Republicans don't have to. I mean, that's the thing about Ayn Randy and libertarianism. You know, you know, as a leading front on your party where you're you can afford to be gun crazy because, you know, you can just sell machismo and move on. And, you know, the Democrats have a problem. Democrats have to care. And right. that means caring for people who aren't even on the team half the time. Most of us are, you know, arguing 
we would vote against. That's the irony. You know, there's so many like, um, you know, Democrats that are like Republicans who would on some level, you know, they're they're by making the choices they're going to make. They're going to get themselves put out on the street. They're going to be broke. They're going to be starving. They're going to die of cancer. They're going to drink leaded water, that kind of stuff. And they're but they're so ideologically driven that that's what's you know, they're willing to go there. Whereas Democrats are like, look, I can't even let that happen to you. Right. I don't want that to happen to you. And I don't well, even you like had, you. You had um, Kushner during the pandemic was like, you know, let's if, if this is going to harm the blue cities more and the blue states more, let's just let him do that. Yeah. So it'll harm people. Meanwhile, Biden's like, I want to make sure everybody's protected. It doesn't matter if you're red right. or blue. It doesn't matter where you, what state you live in. I want to make sure you're helped. But like, yeah. and, and this is why the, the, lib, the, the extremist leftist other talking point that I've seen recently is you have to earn my vote. My vote has to be earned. I'm like, your vote has to be earned. You know, the fact that, you know, Hillary wasn't Trump should have been enough to earn your vote. You know, the fact that right. elect, electing Donald Trump w- was going to hurt the most marginalized people in this country and that anybody with two brain cells at work should be able to have seen that. Now, of course, the people on mm-hmm. Trump's side might not have those, but they also like the fact that, that that's a feature, not a bug to them. But right. on the leftist side, they should be, you know, they should be like, well, yeah, I, I don't care if you have to hold your nose in, in the voting booth. I vote, I've held my nose. In, in Louisiana, we had the famous election where it was David Duke versus um, Edwards, not the current Edwards, but a different right. one, Edwin Edwards. And the, the, the slogan for Edwin Edwards was vote for the crook, it's important. Because everyone knew he was crooked. Everyone knew he was like a corrupt person, but it was better to vote for the corrupt person than the former Klan leader. Right. I'm actually actually surprised that nobody grabbed on to the the Donald Trump trying to claim, oh, Hillary's a crook, Hillary's a crook. I'm surprised nobody went on, well, vote for the crook, it's important. Just take that away from him. Well, and again, you're not even talking about the crook versus the Klan leader at that point. She had not done anything to earn that moniker. Even right. the Comey butter emails BS turned out to be crap two years later, and you should have people should recognize that they were manipulated. And the idea that Trump, you know, is, is going to be somehow less of a warmonger. Even Chris Matthews was like getting us out of stupid wars is part of what he's he's talking about. He didn't. No. I don't understand how anybody could have argued that he was less of a warmonger. He literally said that he would go over there, kill the families of terrorists, and steal their oil. Like, he said that on the debate stage. Oh, he's not a warmonger. Right. And and so when he says, why didn't we take the oil, you don't think at some point if we were running out, he wouldn't just say, we should just invade that country. We could take theirs. Right. Like, why would he think it's any different? Because they're a different shade of brown? What are you, nuts? And then (laughs) – the other aspect of you know of like Hillary was literally it was yet another sort of personality issue and and this and you know on top of like like she's a woman you don't like her voice blah blah, blah like all the sexist aspects of that was already going to be a problem everybody knew that that was already baked in so so that that should have also been a warning that you're going to need every vote you can just to counter the fact that genuine misogynists who do not believe women should run the country, all of those, they're not going to vote for her. 
they're going to vote for Trump actively or not at all. So you're already in a deficit. Like you can't count on it. You gotta. This is gonna take work, and it's like just the kind of laissez-faire aspect of well, it doesn't really matter. That gave us these three Supreme Court justices. I mean, it was the process. That's the weirdest part of this for me is that they were in the process. McConnell's not going to let you have this seat until right. unless she wins the election, and then and then Trump in interviews with Chris Matthews saying, yeah, there's got to be some kind of punishment for the woman. If she gets an abortion, if she has an abortion, there's gonna, there has to be some kind of punishment for the woman. He right. said it. Like, and people, lit, and I mean, people were like, like, oh, he's not going to, he's not going to be able to do that. And like, you said something on your show that I repeat a lot, where like you're tired of being right about this stuff. Like in 2016, I was yeah. banging the drum of, you know, if Trump gets elected, he's going to name three Supreme Court justices, and everyone called me a loon. Right. Everyone said I was crazy. Yeah. And now I'm like, I wish I was wrong, but. We called oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, and here's the thing. Like, uh, all, the, all the RBG blaming or Breyer should have blah, 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 you know, if he'd have gone earlier, yada, yada, all that stuff, you can feel that that's true. But understand this. The right has agreements with their people that if anybody gets long in the tooth, they're out the door, that that's part right. and parcel to the agreement. This, you know, it's only a lifetime appointment on the Democratic side. On the, on the Republican side, they, they want to be able to put a youngin' in. To keep that so that nobody dies on the post. Like that's that's now, you know, especially since Scalia, they let him hang on because he was the boss. But right. everybody else, they're like, nah, the minute the minute you get to retirement age, you know, practically, we're gonna start talking about you. We gotta we gotta make this, you know, we're gonna put somebody in and it's and like they're like these people are unqualified. Yeah, they don't care. They're they're nope. one note voters in their their audience of one style. Um, Supreme Court justices, and they're going. They're on a mission. They're terminators for certain rights. That's all they care about. They just keep walking forward till they destroy that right. That's their whole purpose. And then the rest of it, then they can just play around with, you know, free market, you know, deregulation, lead in the water stuff, all they want to. But, but they, I mean, they've got an agreement. There is beyond even the hold your nose and vote for somebody thing that they've had for years, which is what gave them the ability to put three justices on the Supreme Court. Beyond even that, there's a, there's a team player aspect amongst the upper echelon that if this is a lifetime post, you're going to, you know, you're going to bow out. There aren't right. going to be any, and there, there never will again, but there never were really except for Scalia. Um, there, haven't, there hasn't been one on the right for a long time. There's been retirement, but they're, you know, as far as deaths on the bench, re, you know, right. Republicans are like one to five with us. And that's, that's not an accident. Not at all. And they don't, that's why they don't, that's why all those like religious conservatives and evangelicals and stuff all held their nose and voted for Trump because they knew all he had to do was get in and put in three SCOTUS, everything else he can do whatever he wants. He could just he could wreck the joint. They did not care. They didn't think he could do any long term damage anyways. If he could get a tax breakthrough, awesome, it didn't matter. But God put him on earth, the imperfect vessel of the perfect message of the Lord. They put him there specifically. And that yep. kind of long game is you know, it, on the left is you know, is non existent. And I don't mean amongst Democrats. There are some Democrats that have got some long term plans and they've stuck around. It's why 
Pelosi is speaker. Right. But when it comes to the the most egregious, slacktivisty, progressive voters, they've got no long game. They don't care. It's all revolution, and it's and and there's a expiration date on every single uh, person. They don't care. Like they they I only care till Wednesday. Anytime I get past that, the hell with it. Right. Well. Just the top half, the top half of the hour, half an hour, half an hour through with House Sparks from House yeah. Sparks Mega Worldwide here on Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. If you haven't subscribed to the channel already, please subscribe, like the video, um, share it with your friends, and also uh, support the show by subscribing, by going to patreon.com slash liberaldan, or click on the buy me a cider button on liberaldan.com. You'll hear a cute little ding um, talking politics with House Sparks here, House Sparks Mega, Mega Worldwide, infotainmentwars.com. And, you know, catch him every day, usually morning and night on the weekdays um, for some great yep. information. So, like, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, on anyways. Yeah. You keep mm-hmm. me on my toes because I'll, I'll watch you, and sometimes I'll be like, I was going to talk about that, so I'll have to bring some new stuff up, you know, just because I was like, right. you made a really good point. I can't make that point now. That, so there you go. Well, you can, but, I, um, I, you can reference me all you want. I don't mind. That's totally cool if you just, you know. It, uh, obviously, credit where credit is due is always helpful. But the, but um, you know, quite frankly, that we're in such an all hands on deck kind of a situation that I I like, and I and I feel like you and you know very few others are committed to this idea of like, you know, vote blue no matter who, get it done because that's what it is going to take. There is no right. shortcut to fixing this. There will be none if we get if we get a if we kill the filibuster and expand the court. The Republicans are going to let the court expansion bill go through, and what they'll hem and haw, and they'll freak out, and they'll you know scream and cry, you know that the that, that this is fascism and corruption, and and the party's taking one party system, and the Democrats are trying to you know people's voice, blah blah blah. And then as soon as they do that, they will block every person we try to add to those seats right and then they will fill them with their own as soon as they have control and we the democrats will have given them a 10-3 majority on the supreme court like there if anybody any of the quick fixes i can show you 10 ways it will become the quick wreck where it will just yank the wheel into the into the ditch and it will the people that will be affected by it are the most vulnerable. Again, right. this is the leverage that Republicans have on Democrats that we care about the, the people who are most vulnerable. They don't have to, and they can pretend to with it's the babies. They care about the babies and stuff. They don't want to feed them. They don't want right. to educate them. They don't want to protect their moms with prenatal and postnatal care. They don't want head start. They don't want any of that stuff, but they, but they want forced births and broodmares. Right. Well, right. one proof want, that, that they don't care know. about the babies is that, you know, an embryo, when an embryo is created, it has like a 30% plus chance of, of being naturally discarded. So, right. before even implants in the uterine wall. So, if you cared that much, I mean, well, first of all, if you put an infant in that position where there was a 30% plus chance of an infant dying, you get arrested for reckless endangerment of a child. So, that's why an embryo is not a right. child. If you really believe that an embryo was right. as a child and you're willing to put that embryo at risk of having a 30% chance of death, you know, you clearly don't care about those embryos. So my best advice to them is to not right. breed. 
Well, and I would argue that what, you know, what, what's the natural extension of their unnatural beliefs about this particular circumstance? That's where you're talking about permanent test tube babies and, um, and people having to get a license to breed. Right. And they'll pick, they'll pick who. And then you'll have some Warren Jeffries breeding colony where it'll take us 10 years to find out that he's really having sex with these underage girls instead of right. just harvesting their eggs. Like they, uh, I mean, again, they have to to the horrible ruling that is uh, Dobbs v. Jackson. I mean, I, I've, read, I've read through when it was leaked. I read through the first part in a three-hour show. Yeah. And then last Friday I went through, again, another three-hour show going through the rest that wasn't out there like, his rebuttal to the to the dissents and the dissent and the concurrences of Thomas and Kavanaugh um, and Roberts and the the dissent of the three. And one of the things that I realized is that you know I'll say it was it was such a bad ruling. Like this ruling was such a bad ruling. And I started talking about two other rulings that the Supreme Court that just stand out as horrible: Salinas versus Texas. Which, if you don't know, mm-hmm. Salinas versus Texas was where a guy was questioned by the cops um, and he wasn't under arrest. Right. They were just had him for questioning. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he, he shuts up. They asked him a question and he shuts up, but he didn't state that he was in, invoking his Fifth Amendment right to remain silent. So mm-hmm. the Supreme Court ruled that if, if you're not under arrest and you cannot invoke your Fifth Amendment right to remain silent unless you say you're invoking your Fifth Amendment right, the silence was used against right. him in court. And he was convicted. And the other one was Lily Ledbetter versus Goodyear Tire, where the Supreme Court ruled that basically you have to be psychic in order to prove that you're being discriminated against with a wage because the drafter of, of that ruling basically said the clock starts ticking right at the point where you first get paid that wage instead of like each paycheck or when you find out. And I predicted, I was like, for the, as you work over the years for the company and realize how, you know, how the company works, who gets what, right. like all the things that you will find out, um, you know, it's, it's almost like demanding that unless you can show up at a crime scene and know exactly who did it, you can't arrest anyone. That's right. the same. That's it's lunacy. It's just but goofy you, but, nonsense. You know who wrote those? You know who wrote those two other rulings? Thomas. Alito. No, Alito wrote oh, both Alito, of those right. rulings as well. Alito is a horrible – he writes terrible rulings, and this is like his – like, I mean, of the recent rulings, I mean, right. I think he's probably written most of the worst. So now I do want to have a little fun with this show. Um, back during sure. COVID, remember how they had uh, Sturgis, and they held Sturgis in the middle of having, you know, COVID oh, yeah. rampage in the country? Yeah, so I created a – a fictional uh, establishment called Liberal Dance Chopper City. So, and I played that on the podcast a little back. So here's here's that bit that I did. Weird dog down here in Liberal Dance Chopper City. We got some steals on Harley Davidson's today. Turns out holding service wasn't that bright of an idea. But while festival goers pass away, we're passing on the savings to you. All our Harleys come freshly sanitized for your riding comfort. And while supplies last, we're throwing in some antibacterial gel and a 12-pack of two-ply, just in case the stores run out again. So come on down to Liberal Dance Chopper City and get you a hog today. Liberal Dance Chopper City is a fictional establishment, and we don't know what the death toll of Sturgis will be. So there was that. <laughs> um, nice. And so with the, 
Roe versus or with Roe versus Wade and Casey being overturned with Dobbs v. Jackson um, and some other modern current events today. I, I yesterday came up with this one. Weird doggy, Liberal Day and Chopper City is back, and we had such a large surplus of choppers after two years of sturdy during COVID, it was dragging our prices down to insane levels. So we took a cue from Big Oil. We scrapped and melted down half of them to artificially reduce supply, increasing our bottom line. And in light of Dobbs v. Jackson, we're turning them into wire hangers. So with every chopper you buy, you get a 12-pack of hangers absolutely free. Share them with your friends, especially in the red states. Liberal Day and Chopper City is a fictional establishment. Do not use wire hangers for health care. So there you go. <laughs> right. Nicely done. So, I try to be, I try I, to be I funny from time to time. <laughs> yes, I see a, I see a, a running uh, a running gag. Couldn't, yeah. You know, they're just constantly um, having to respond to these kind of things. Hopefully it won't require the uh, undoing of gay marriage, the inability to get contraception, which I think will be, you know, a, again, it will be the uh, – these will all be women's contraceptive choices, for the record, not men, because right. none of them believe that uh, that condoms, for example, are um, are a violation of the Lord's will, except the most extreme. What they mean is the pill, or especially Plan B. Um, these, right. you know, that's what they're really um, because you know, I'm I'm sure there's some like uh, spill some seed upon the ground crowd. That don't that don't actually want uh, you know any form, but um, is sacred. sacred, right? I could walk so, yeah. right into a shop. That I'd like to buy a condom. Um, <laughs> oh, um, oh no, but we're we're yeah, we're Protestants and proud yeah. of it. Um, so uh, yeah, the, this is uh, they're looking to relitigate basically as a get out the vote campaign almost all of these far right social issues because they know this will light up their base and get them to the polls now here's right. my my current thought about a bunch of these things um i would like to say for the record that if you need to be convinced to vote if you need to be talked into it every time if you need to be the you know uh, like cajoled every election cycle to vote. They have you to earn not, my vote type of people. <laughs> yes. If you're one of those, you are not the base. The base is foundational to the entirety of the party. The base is indeed itself immovable. It is the, it, it is the, the root of the entire thing. You, if you need to be talked into voting every year, you're not it. You're not the base. You're a peripheral. You're that is the very definition of being special interest. You right. are special interest. You need to be convinced by somebody every time. And it's not like, by the way, the Democrats and Republicans, as much as the new Republican platform that was just put out in Texas is is a next step in lunacy. The Democrats and the Republican Party have, um, you know, between them, they have their platforms. That don't change all that much year right. on year. They don't. They're pretty consistent. The belief systems, the ideologies that, uh, of both parties, the, the only thing that materially changes largely is technologies change and therefore um, 
you know, a, you know, occasionally the solution to a problem that we agree exists will change. Not the existence of the problem itself, unless that, unless it works, you know, right. unless whatever that solution is solved it, um, then, you know, it's going to stay on the platform until it's solved. And the only thing that will alter is, okay, that didn't work in fixing it or it was not popular enough a plan to solve it, but we still recognize it's a problem. So let's try this, that kind of thing. Like that's going to occur. There's no mystery in either of these parties. And at the baseline, the difference between Democrats and Republicans is Democrats believe in one person, one vote. Republicans believe in the Electoral College. That's it. They believe we're right. a constitutional republic, and the idea of democracy is an afterthought, and that's not how the founding fathers really wanted this to run. They wanted landowners and big chunks of land to be able to vote and have just as much a priority as individuals. And because of that, they, you know, they set play, uh, rules in place like the EC. And that, right. that's what the Republicans are fighting for, the, the elimination of one person, one vote. Paul Weyrich said as much. They are against it. They believe it actually deleverages their power. And the and Democrats believe in one person, one vote, come what may. Even if but even with the Electoral College, I think if you compare the smallest state and largest population state, population-wise, like there, there might have been like a, like a 17 times difference or something. But now, yeah. like, compare Wyoming's population to California, it's like 99 or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they could have fathomed they the idea that one state would have that much more of a population as a percentage-wise. Right. Or multiple, multiple like, It's the same issue, like, with senators, you know, that, that we have – there's two senators per state. And the, I mean, it's idiocy that, you know, Wyoming gets two senators, and so does California. It's just ridiculous. Right. They shouldn't um, have allowed you know, those states to become want- less – Little populous states should have just been made one big state for population base. They should have, okay, this is how many people we have in that state. That's going to be a state. Yeah, regional groupings, especially when they were territories. But at that point, again, the rules were different, and the outcome was, you know, what they were shooting for. That is the essence of the parties. Of these two parties, that's ultimately what they believe. And it's also why the Democratic Party has changed with the times more fully than the Republican Party has, which in many ways entrenched backwards. To a, you know, it, it, it didn't have to be very progressive to be progressive where it was as far as slavery back then because it was about maintaining these giant chunks of states for right. a period of time. And, and now you – know, and then it, could, it, it, want, it needed to salvage the Constitution for that to still be true. Once that was done, they didn't care either way about slavery or any of the other aspects of it. It wasn't important to the land grab aspect of it. It was to Democrats, and so they were on a – whether they liked it or not, Southern Democrats, Dixiecrats, and the like, in the party that they were in because of the platform and the design of the party were on a bullet train towards this future of one person, one vote eventually being recognized as right. a codified right. We're still not even 100% there. Our ability to vote is protected, but our right to vote is not codified. That's right. still true. I mean, you, you could argue that Trump and his crowd were effectively trying an end run around that with January 6th. And had they gotten power to establish a, you know, the, a, a constitutional function of the federal elections that favors the EC and favors senatorial models over House right. models, and then work gerrymandered districts, you know, try to pass a law where the districts are larger in population and therefore could be, could incorporate a lot of smaller areas and, and, you know, build them up to be equal in congressional power 
to the more populous states. Um, and, you know, that's that, there's no question that that's the 10 year game. It's just that Trump doesn't care about anything beyond the end of his nose or his dick. So there's no right. way he was going to commit, you know, to that stuff. So um, if you if you're like, why vote Democrat versus Republican? It, the essence is, do you believe that one person that everybody's vote should matter? Um, right. If you're voting Jill Stein or independent or something like that, there's no commitment to that from them either. There's no Sanders except for his use of the Democratic Party to uh, to Jill Stein and whatever her ultimate standard on it. If you believe anybody who sits at dinner tables with Vladimir Putin and, and Mike Flynn um, are for, you know, individuals being able to democratically vote. I don't know what's wrong with you. But, but even Bernie, even Bernie, when he was running in 2016, or, yeah, 2016, he uh, he at the after after begrudging and hating the superdelegate ideas, at the end of it, he was like, yeah, well, the superdelegates need to vote against Hillary, even though the majority of the people voted for Hillary, because I'm under this assumption right. that that I'm I can still win, even though you right. know that's another leftist talking yeah. extreme leftist talking point is that he would have won because he had a higher percentage nationwide. I'm like, you don't know where those votes were. Those votes might have been in California. Yeah. He might have run up the vote into California even more, but then lost other states because it doesn't right. matter. It matters where those votes are, not how much by how much you win by, as we learned when Hillary yeah. lost, got 3 million votes, but lost by 70,000. It's one of the reasons exactly. like you were talking about, like you mentioned, like me and the podcast and being committed. One of the advantages I think that conservative talk radio has or conservatives in general have is they have a farm team, like in Major League Baseball, they have minor leagues. They have a farm team. Yeah. They have people who, you know, do radio at the local level, and they kind of work their way up, and they, have, they, they dominate the talk space. The left, liberals, don't have that as much. We have, you know, people like yourself who are popular. We have some examples like um, the, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and, and uh, you know, those mm-hmm. shows as well. But, it, but we don't have as much of a farm team, which is why, you know, I always say that we need to support like the small podcast. You know, I have a video on that. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, that's why I'm trying to fight to try and get more supporters. That's why, you know, I argue for like, you know, my friends who did a podcast with me, but even other people, like other marginalized votes, marginalized people, you know, you know, black, black podcasters, uh, podcasters who are LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. We need to develop those farm teams in order to make sure that we are, fighting it at every stage of the game because when we cede ground to them, when we cede ground to the, to the conservatives, they shouldn't own talk. There should be as much no. liberals out there talking and arguing and making our points as there are uh, conservatives doing so because that's one of the ways that we will defeat them is if we can get out on the airways. Now, I know you have a, just a few seconds left. I wanted to touch on a few more things. Um, I did yeah. want to sure. disagree with you about something that you said on your, on your show earlier today where you were questioning whether or not Clarence Thomas did anything good. Um, he did one thing that was good. He married Ginny Thomas, making sure that nobody else had to. <laughs> yeah. I, so, um, you know, interesting. a lot of people are talking about like loving v Virginia and like, you know, uh, even Sam Jackson was like, uh, is that okay with you or something? And I, I mean, I, I'm not the only person who made the point though. Like, I'd save him a lot of divorce money. Exactly. It, it I, say, was, I, I said the same thing myself. One of my conservative listeners, yeah. but back in the, when we were talking about when that, when that ruling first dropped, when it was released and leaked, he said, 
he's not going to go after loving. He's married and interracially. I'm like, that only depends if he likes his wife. If he doesn't like his wife, he'll save yeah. a lot of money by having it annulled. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't yeah. even have to have it annulled. The, the federal government would do it for it. And, and his own rulings in his writing would state that it never had the right to exist in the first place. Therefore, right. there can be no, you know, root of like community property or anything like it'd be grotesque. Now, do I think he would uh, through with that part of it? No, they probably live together because I think they're just the right kind of awful for each other. Right. But that does not mean by any, you know, estimation that he cares about the, you know, the relationships of other people, you know, right. and, and, and again, would he, would he, it, you know, Clarence Thomas is totally the kind of guy who would go, I don't care if I, you know, I want to be the last interracially married couple in the world. You know what right. I mean? In America, you can't do it anymore. I, you know, that just like the ego involved is that extraordinary. Cause I, I mean, the dude does, I mean, they just like, he wants, he wants all of, they're going to clear the deck. That's, they're trying to appeal to the oversimplification crowd right. with the Rick Scott idea that we're going to hit reset on all federal programs will have to be voted on every five years. They're just going to sunset automatically. That includes Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, um, SCHIP, you know, the Department of Education, Department of Energy, the existence of the EPA, you know, all of it. We've we got to have a referendum on it. Can you imagine having to re-argue all of these things every six years? Like, right. Because, because they're going to shut them down every five. Because all you need is one uh, – I mean, essentially, all you need is Rand Paul. Mm-hmm. He's against them. All you need is one Rand Paul, just run interference and stop the vote. And if you do it by the date the, the thing's got to expire by, it was in, unsuccessfully re-up during that time. And, and there are a bunch of, of Republicans, quite frankly, that would gladly be the sacrificial lamb publicly because the state they're in, they don't give a damn, right? right? The, you know, the or Kentucky or Tennessee Republicans would be like Marsha Blackburn or whatever. Like she wouldn't – this wouldn't be a negative in her reelection campaign. And the people that would support her around there wouldn't care either way. They'd come up with some sort of like state protection scheme to hide their poor and dying. Just so that they could say, we never needed Social Security to begin with. It's just all big vote buying scheme by the Democrats. And, and that person would eat it. The rest of the Republicans would go, this is unfair. We need obviously something to do, but I just can't bring them along. And they would just <laughs> let it collapse. Right. And, and, and that, that's the way it is. And that's, that's you know, that's no what we're fighting party. against. That, that's Too what like, we need to fight against pain. and show up every time. Right. Um, and the last thing, I guess, is just, I just couldn't believe that the Republicans and conservatives tried and failed to make such a big deal about Triumph the freaking insult comic dog <laughs> invading oh, yeah. whatever. The Capitol's like, oh, that's good for me to poop on. Like, come on. Like, right. Sure, they got arrested the, because they, they, they broke the, the rules. But... Because walking around the grounds without permission. Um, you know, Tucker and, was trying to again, be funny. I watched the Tucker Carlson segment, and he was trying to be sarcastic and funny. And I was like, where is his thing? Where is he going? And I was like, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't laughing until I saw who he was trying to make the point about. I was like, oh, my God. They're not serious. It's yeah. ridiculous. Anyway. Um, but I do want to, again, thank you, Hal, for coming on the show. I mean, you're, you're more than welcome yeah, to, to stay on as much or as little as you want. Come on as much as little as you want. 
It's cool. Okay. You, you know, consider you a friend of the show. You know, love having you on. Um, just tell everybody else again. Yeah. Most of the people in the chat know who you are and where to find you. But just remind everybody else who right. might not know. Um, yeah, twitch.tv slash Hal Sparks. If people want to subscribe on there, if they've got Amazon Prime, it doesn't cost them a dime. And then, of course, uh, infotainmentwars.com will take you to the YouTube page. We're almost at 40,000 subscribers on there, which is, you know, uh, in the, you know, in the world of uh, David Pakman's and Jimmy Dore's and TYT's a minuscule number, but the impact is grand, and it's lovely to see it grow all the time. And uh, we're, you know, I'm plowing towards that 100K button. I want it for my wall. I'm clamoring for it. You need me on that wall. You want yeah. me on that wall. <laughs> the YouTube button. But um, yeah, you're, you're aiming you know, for 40,000. I'm still trying to get one. <laughs> hey, right. Well, I mean, that's where I was just a couple of years ago. At the beginning of the, you know, I'd had my radio show for years on CPT, and I would stream every Saturday. And you know, in my YouTube page, I would, I was always kind of stalling out around 5,000 subscribers because I was always on long form. I didn't do like three minute or five minute videos, which fit right. better for the, you know, modality of the channel itself or the, the, the output. And then. Um, I, you know, I also was on, you know, weekend mornings for three hours or whatever. So um, now, though, you know, I'm, I'm slowly chipping away, still relatively long form. Even my cut down segments are 20, 30, 40 minutes. And um, right. I mean, they're all work, but still um, it's a, you know, it's, it's a different slog than, you know, uh, shorthand, you know, kind of garbage segment things. Because it's always harder to create than destroy. It's always more right. work. If you're convince people well, that you can, you can get away with longer videos because you have an intelligent audience with longer attention spans. Whereas some of the true. other people, they can't handle, you know, anything more than three minutes because that's all their brain can process over the course of a day. Right. right. And, or that's all there is content-wise in the entire thing. Um, and look, so, if, you if know, it wasn't like, for a house park show, I would have not have known about this. My dad's cock is a lot bigger than mine. Right. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that was a magic find. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm, we'll both carry both that laugh and that scar with us our entire lives. That's not something you and I needed to hear no, at all. Not at all. Neither one of us needed that in our lives. No. Um, I, so, but I can't um, hear anymore. Plan. I'm going to go. Thank uh, you so uh, much. Have dinner with the fam, and then uh, we'll be back on, and we'll, you know. We, we need to powwow after one of these uh, committee hearings as well in, in July. So Absolutely. We'll figure out the timing on that as well. Absolutely. Sounds good. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. Well, All right. Take care. Bye. You, bye. All right. That, that was Hal Sparks. Again, infotainmentwars.com, Hal Sparks, Mega Worldwide. We are going to quickly take another commercial break once I can find the video, the audio clip. There we go. Um, we will still we can take your calls as well, nine one four eight three three forty one thirty one. We will see how long my voice lasts. R. I. P. Liberal Dan's voice. Um maybe I might do a couple more seconds or a couple more minutes, maybe fifteen to to close out the show or whatever. Or, you know, depending on how much talking goes on. We'll see. Anyway, nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. Nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. This is Liberal Band Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? (laughs) 
Well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life, talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear, and no one else will. (laughs) Catch you on the tunes. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. Using gerrymandering, voter suppression, and other nefarious tactics, the Republican Party has manipulated our electoral system to maintain as much control as possible despite being a party in the minority. Liberal Dan Radio seeks to change that, and I need your help in doing so. Liberal Dan Radio has partnered with Levelfield to help us use tools that are typically only available to big money donors. When you go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution, it will encourage other voters to reach out to their legislators to pass legislation to stop gerrymandering and voter suppression and target elected officials who refuse to protect the vote. Every eligible voter should be able to cast a ballot, and that ballot should have the same power as everyone else. I can't do this alone. I need your help. So please go to stopthecoup.liberaldan.com and make your contribution today. That's stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Stopthecoup.liberaldan.com. Political advertising paid for by Levelfield. Contributions are not tax deductible as charitable contributions. And we are back with more Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Again, your host, Dan Zimmerman, here. 914-803-4131 to join the conversation or just join us in the chat room. Um, I do. I'm, I am playing the Stop the Coup uh, bits. I, I might change that up a little bit because I haven't had much traction with that. I do need to find another maybe cause that I could maybe run with a little better. Um, however, I, I don't know what that should be. Maybe I should pick up the whole build up a farm team type thing and try and push for more uh, um, conservative or more liberal, I mean, talk show hosts. But I don't know if I would use a pack a political pack for that or not. So that might not be a good use of that particular um, thing, or maybe it's just use that to pay for political advertising on smaller podcasts. So smaller podcasts can grow, i.e. distribute those funds to smaller podcasts to allow them to grow and allow them to be bigger. That may very well be, I think I just had a, a, a an epiphany on what I might try and do to see if that works. Just use it to pay for advertising for, general political issues, but do so on smaller networks so that it can, we can support the liberal farm team of talk radio. If you like, if you agree with that, let me know in the chat. I think, I think I may have just found a winner potentially. Um, Phil, Phil Stone in the chat was saying that he doesn't believe that the conservatives on the court would need Clarence Thomas to overturn loving versus Virginia. Um, I disagree. 
I disagree with that because when I predicted what the ruling was going to be in um, talking about Dobbs v. Jackson, I said way back in the day, and I was right, that it, when it came to up, keeping up Dobbs and saying, hey, this is legal, this is fine, this is constitutional, I thought that um, Roberts may very well support that, but I said Roberts is not going to overturn Roe because Roberts has proven himself, at least on some of these issues, like the more social issues, that even though he's violated stereotypes before, Roberts has proven that in the past, recently at least, in the recent past, that he is willing to respect stereotypes. An example of that being um, the, there's a Texas law that was put up there and went to the Supreme Court, and Roberts um, voted yes, I agree with this law, this law is constitutional, and, and it was about abortion, and it didn't pass because we still had RBG, we still had Kennedy. The very next year, uh, the Louisiana law that was exactly the same as the Texas law came up to the Supreme Court, and Roberts voted to overturn the Louisiana law based off of the last year's precedent, even though the last year he voted to support the wording of that law. So of all of the conservative justices on there, Roberts is the only one who even thinks about protecting stereotypes. I'm not going to say he's great about it, but on, these, on some of these issues, I think he will. So if it comes up versus Loving versus Virginia, I don't think that you have Roberts as a vote to overturn Loving versus Virginia or any of these other presidents like Griswold, Lawrence v. Texas, Obersville v. Hodges. I don't think you have that. So that's why I think for any of those to be overturned. And look, Clarence Thomas gave us a roadmap or gave conservatives a roadmap as to what type of arguments uh, that these people need to make in order to challenge these other rulings. Now, it's basically like it was almost like a love letter that he wrote to these conservatives out there. Say, you want to challenge this? Make the law. I think Griswold is, is at risk first. There might be other ones that are at risk, but I think Griswold, the one protecting birth control pills, is up first. And if Griswold falls, a bunch else falls. Um, but I think Griswold is up first, and I think he basically explained in his, in his concurrence how to bring that lawsuit through the courts to get to them to where they'll be able to make the argument that, oh, there's no right to birth control written in the Constitution. Therefore, it's not constitutionally protected and should be left up to the states. To which I bring up the Ninth Amendment again. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to disparage others retained by the people. They forget about that. They ignore that. I don't know if they forget about it, but they absolutely ignore it. Um, gay marriage. Well, there's no right to gay marriage in the Constitution. Well, again, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So he basically gave them a roadmap, though, of how they could bring these cases up through the court system, get to the Supreme Court, and eventually be overturned. So I think Griswold will be overturned 5-4. <clears throat> I think Aubergeville um, v. Hodges will be overturned 5-4. I think uh, Lawrence v. Texas will be overturned 5-4. And it's even potential that Loving versus Texas, which Thomas didn't bring up, but Kavanaugh did. Kavanaugh, in his concurrence, 
brought up Loving uh, versus Virginia. And again, same roadmap. Bring it up. It would be 5-4. I'll be shocked if Clarence Thomas doesn't stay firm to his ridiculousness. Because if there's anything that Clarence Thomas can do, it's stay firm with his ridiculousness. Because everyone talks about like the 5-4 rulings, especially when you had four liberals, four conservatives, and Kennedy in the middle. There's been a bunch of rulings where it was 8-1. to one. And if a ruling is ever announced as being 8-1, to one, nine times out of ten, it was Clarence Thomas as the one holding a crazy constitutional opinion about why he disagreed with the majority. Yes, hydrate Dan Vile. For a second, when I read Aaron's comment, I was like, hypocrite Dan, what? I'm like, oh, hydrate Dan. Yes, I need a hydrate, which probably means I'm probably going to end the show somewhat soon, but I'll continue talking a little longer. Let's see. Yeah, Jeff Curry, what does the Constitution say about cell phones? Well, according to the argument made by uh, Justice Alito, there's no right to a cell phone in the Constitution. Therefore, it should be left up to the states as to whether or not you should be able to use a cell phone. But of course, the Ninth Amendment is on the screen. I'll just leave the Ninth Amendment on the screen so I don't have to repeat the whole thing. I'll just say Ninth Amendment, Ninth Amendment. Just like when Roger Stone was being interrogated or interviewed by the committee and he was saying fifth instead of saying I plead the fifth I plead the fifth. He just kept saying fifth, fifth, fifth fifth. Reminded me of a Dave Chappelle skit. Well, one, two, three, four, fifth. Um, let's see. Let me scroll back a second because I think I missed maybe perhaps some some of the Cosmic Rose Hal has not been wrong in the two and a half years I have tracked and followed him. I mean, I haven't tracked and followed him that long politically, at least, but he's been pretty spot on on almost everything that I've heard. I may have some minor disagreements with some of the things he says, but like I made a joke earlier in his, while he was doing his show in the chat where I was like, um, if whatchamacallit is socialism and so is having a military, and yeah, dictatorships have militaries. Thank you, Aaron, again for buying me a cider. Love you for doing that. Um, but in, in a, in a, in a, in, yes, if, it, if dictatorship has the military, that's not socialism. That's just part of having a dictatorship. But if, if you're in a democratic republic like we are, and you know you're collecting taxes, and everyone's paying in, or most people are paying in with taxes, and then it supports the common good, that's socialism. Having a police department is socialism. Having a fire department is socialism. But, you know, they'll say back to blue because they don't want to, but they don't want to say, you know, that police department is socialism. It's absolutely socialism. Um, let's see. What else did I miss in the chat? I think I missed something. That is, why do y'all want to change all the rulings that doesn't suit your agenda? I mean, I don't understand what you're saying there, Zeddy. You're saying that I don't want to change the rulings. I want to keep, I want to keep stare decisis on a lot of things. Now, I mean, the Lily Ledbetter versus Goodyear Tire, that was a terrible ruling. But that was overturned simply by Congress making a new law, because that was an example of not deeming something unconstitutional. That was an example of Alito claiming to be a textualist when it comes to the laws. Um, I'm sure Alito has 
you know, a violated the textualism thing before as well. But Roe v. Wade was established president. Roe v. Wade, some have even some had even said was super president because of Casey. But it all came crumbling down because people couldn't be bothered to vote to make sure that Alita would have been replaced with somebody with or Scalia, I'm sorry, would have been replaced with somebody who would be at least moderate and supportive of abortion rights than, you know, Gorsuch. <clears throat> Let's see. Those don't want to know. Those don't want to know. How does a lot of fact-checking putting on falsehoods, which is not inherently funny. I mean, I would say that Hal does it in a funny way. He brings, uh, interjects, he uses his career and his, and his lifelong history as a stand-up comedian to, and other comedy works like his work on Talk Soup, uh, to, to bring snark and humor into it. And I, I think I do that a little bit. Um, I have some funny comments from there to there. I made Hal chuckle with my commercials. But, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, he's just a, a career comedian, so he's much better at it than I am. And it's fine because... It is what it is. Um, David Ace is great show, Liberal Dan. Thank you so much. Um, dog, let's just have one person to make the laws. No, bringing a boy. Um, no, that's not good. Let's see, Phil Stone, I think I agree with you in theory. Roberts is the only one concerned with the standing of the court, but if they do enough other crap, Roberts may push for consistency. I, you bring up a good point. You, you do bring up a good point with that, Bill, in that where does Roberts go now with – look, I'm willing to concede – not concede the argument, but concede that's a reasonable point, that if – Roberts supports stare decisis, and you have, you know, Griswold, which is based on X, and that's stare decisis. But you now have Dobbs v. Jackson, which is based on X is bad. Then how does Roberts then uphold stare decisis if he's if if Supreme Court precedent says both X is bad, X is not, or X is valid, or X is bad? It's like Schrodinger's. Schrodinger's, Schrodinger's ruling, maybe. So you may have a point there. Maybe Roberts, but I'm thinking I would lean like 67% that he'll probably support Griswold if Griswold comes up first or whenever Griswold comes up. He'll probably support keeping Griswold, which won't matter because they'll still be five to four. Um, they'll still overturn it because you have those five. Let's see. Justice Jackson coming on board. Um, will she make a difference? No, because she doesn't stay, change the ideological structure of the court. It's 6-3. It's still going to be 6-3. 6-3 on new items, conservative to liberal. It's 5-4 on most issues where they're relitigating Supreme Court precedent. Let's see. Ooh, oh, I think I just missed a bunch. Um, Trump trolls in the Supreme Court. Yeah, pretty much. Um, corporations are not mentioned either. Yeah, corporations are terrible. 
Um, there's a lot of things in our, in our, you know, the idea that you can get away with doing a horrible thing simply by having a piece of paper that says, oh, I'm a corporation. Like, one of the examples of that I've used recently is simply the idea of, and I brought this up last week, I think, or at some point, maybe I brought it up on Friday, is the idea that if, if I steal 100 bucks, or let's say 1,000, doesn't matter. If I steal 1,000 bucks from my employer, I'll go to jail. I take $1,000 out of the cash register, out of the safe, whatever. I do check fraud, whatever I do. However, I take money away from my employer. I'll get fired, and I'll go to jail. But if an employer, especially a corporate employer, pays you $1,000 less than what you were supposed to be paid, guess what? You have to sue them. You have to sue them to get that back. And nobody's going to jail for trying to steal $1,000 out of your paycheck. So because a corporation can't go to jail, corporation might get fined if they're found to have been egregiously wrong. Corporation might be able to, if you get a class action suit going, might have to either make a settlement out of court or might even be held to be fully responsible and be forced to pay everything, less the legal fees, uh, to the people who they ripped off. But still no one's going to go to jail because you can't put a corporation in jail. And then all, the, all that person has to do is make a new company doing the same thing the previous company did. Unless for some reason you're able to have a judge that did like with, I think they do this in New York more often. I don't know. Maybe they don't do it in other places too. I don't know. I've only heard about it in New York with big cases, especially the Trump case where the Trump family can't run nonprofits because they were found to be so egregious at running nonprofits that they're no longer able to do so. So there's that. Joe Carter, have some tea. Um, my tea is empty. My tea runneth over. So, but I have water. Look, I've had a lingering cough forever, and I made short like I have. I had my whole thing of tea. I had this filled with water. I had this filled with water, and this was like halfway full of water. So the bet is what, what, what's going to happen first? Is my voice going to go, I'm tired, shut up? Or is my bladder going to go, stop the podcast, I have to pee? Um, shout out to the pee circle. If you watched that the first night of the hearings, you know what I mean by the pee circle. Um, to explain to everybody else, they kept on saying peace circle, but they weren't separating the peace and the circle. So every time they said peace circle, it was like, Ew. and of course, I had to mention something to put that in everyone else's head as well. Let's see. Just on phone, privacy came long after phones. Oh, privacy is not written in the Constitution. Ninth Amendment. Um, tax, Texas. Bill M says, did you mean taxes, not Texas? Or did you really mean to say Texas is not in the, in the Constitution? They don't want videos saying Fifth Amendment. I mean, he's still saying Fifth, and you know what it is. You know what it is because everybody knows what he's doing because everybody knows he's a crook. Everybody knows he's a crook. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, vaccinations are public health. Have you ever paid for a vaccination? Um I think I played for a tetanus shot. 
which I think technically counts. But um, but mostly, yeah, because vaccinations are considered to be um, for the public health and preventive care, and preventive care is available at 100% first dollar. Why? Because of the Affordable Care Act, i.e. Obamacare. One of the good things about the Affordable Care Act was it basically said that regardless of what your deductible is, regardless of what your copay is, preventive care needs to be free. Not covered at 100% first dollar because it's not free because you're paying for it. You're paying for your insurance unless you have Medicare or Medicaid. Then, well, if you have Medicare, you've paid for it. If you have Medicaid, then okay, fine. The taxpayers at that point are paying for it. But still, being able to cover things at 100% first dollar is basically makes it so that people are more likely to get preventive care and less likely to resort to use the emergency room. And that was an argument I was making in 2004 when I ran for Congress. So Jeff Curry, John, it's how really amazing. I, I was at a show. I was watching one of his shows and he was talking about his being a Mason. So yeah, I've, I've seen him talk about that. Um, let's see. I, I get, this chat likes to scroll too much. Um, let's see. I was explaining why how's the last time to be funny while so much of what he does is factoring. Okay. Oh, that, that's like 10 minutes ago. That was so 10 minutes ago from what I responded to him. Let's just fast forward here. Um, I certainly try to support local and small businesses, but there are some large corporations that try to be good corporate citizens. Yes, there are some corporations that try to be good corporate citizens. Shout out to all of the corporations that, after Dobbs v. Jackson said, we will pay for you to travel to go get your health care that you need, including going to get abortions. So shout out, I mean, hopefully they'll follow through with it. Shouts out to them for doing it. Maybe maybe having all of those corporations coming out ahead of time preventatively, maybe it will try and stop the, the states from trying to prevent travel out of state to go get an abortion. Now, as we read on Friday, Kavanaugh says that he wouldn't agree if a state tried to stop travel from one state to another because of the Commerce Clause. I'm not holding my breath. I think Kavanaugh will go against that. And if he does have the opportunity to go against that, he is guaranteed to be hypocrite of the week. Um, some, of the Enron, some of the Enron guys went to jail, but corporations break down individual responsibility. Yep. In order for you to go to jail for that, you have to egregiously commit crimes. Let's see. It's a nice one, Dan, so 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to catch up with the scroll. Um, some corps try to be good. Some try to be good. Some, some try to be good to be able to get the best employees. Yeah, I mean, that's also true. But obviously, you know, if you get the best employees, you're going to have the best product. You're going to have the best goods, services, and whatever. Um, the company that I work for um, full-time is as a software developer. Um, we are having a meeting with one of the – vendors, the third-party vendor for one of the products, and basically, if you look that, that other company up online, you'll see that the reason that they do so well is not just because they have a good product, but they give good customer service on top of that. So, I mean, thank you, Jolie. Yes, become a Liberal Land Radio patron. 
patreon.com slash liberaldan or join slash liberaldan, or you can just go to patreon.liberaldan.com. Either way, we'll get you there. You can buy me a cider, liberaldan.com. Click the buy me a cider button. Um, and the, again, the best thing you can do if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, subscribe to the channel, um, like some videos, share some videos with your friends and say, hey, one of the videos that I should probably try and bring it up if you wanted, if you wanted to share it. Um, let me see if I can find it. I'll put the link to this one in the chat. It was what I was talking about with Hal um, before I even knew Hal, which is the idea that we need to support our farm teams. We need to support the minor leagues of progressive talk radio to make sure that we are fighting the conservatives at every level, to make sure that we are um, – Make sure that we are, let's see, um, support. Let's just search support on my videos and see why you should support Smaller Pod. There we go. I'm not going to play it, but I'm going to give the link to it in the chat right here. There you go. That's the video. There's a lot of text in there. I was, I was playing around with the idea back then that maybe I should put the text of what I'm saying on the screen in order to um, – allow people who might have issues, you know, hearing it to be able to read it. But I think YouTube does do closed captioning really well. So I don't necessarily think that's necessarily needed. And if, if a lot of the content on this channel is live and off the cuff conversations, that's going to be difficult for me to live transcribe. So the, the automated closed captioning might not be perfect, but there's always mistakes in closed captioning, unfortunately. So so, yeah, if you go to that one, listen to that one, um, you know, I'll make some points there. I do say to support, you know, you know, other shows other than myself. You know, I, clearly I want you to go to support my show. Clearly I want you to subscribe to my channel, um, you know, support the Patreon, uh, buy me ciders. That'd be great. The Cosmic Rose, I'm the one that tweeted you out about 25 minutes for the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, I think Aaron did that too, but, again, Get, that's another thing you can do. Follow me on Twitter, retweet, help spread the word that way too. And one thing about Twitter, like if you if you uh, if you want to support, but I think liking does show up in your Twitter feed sometimes. But retweeting and liking, I think it makes it more likely that other people will see what you're saying. So either respond to something, quote tweet something, or um, or and do a like, and that that'll help, I guess, with the metrics as well. Um, so I have links in, the, in that video description of the, why you should support smaller podcasts. I have links to the host of the most Nimbus Yosh podcast, the Percy podcast, to Demonox's podcast. You can listen to his past episodes and to the Patreon as well. So to Jolie, Dan, my husband is deaf. The YouTube closed captions have gotten much better. I'm very happy to hear that. Zeddy's conservative policy. Why do you want to fight conservatives? What policy are you saying about that, Zeddy? Um, Aaron, I proofread close classes for my last job. Nice. Jeff Curry, when does this show happen? When does what show happen? Like this particular podcast? It's typically Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Central here on YouTube. I occasionally do other shows like last Friday when the ruling came out. A lot of the times when big rulings come out or if there's something going on, I'll also do a podcast or at least a live response here on YouTube. Um, you just got to 
subscribe to the channel, get notifications, click, you know, click the notification bell, follow me on Twitter. I'll put, usually post on Twitter and Facebook as well if you have either of those. But subscribing here is the best way to find out. Um, the only possible you're off to a good start. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for doing the show. We're not feeling well. Take care of yourself. Yeah, I think it's 10 o'clock. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull out a three-hour show. 10 o'clock my time. I'm definitely not going to be doing a three-hour show. I hate – here's the thing. We have 54 concurrent viewers. My trying to tough it out is basically because I have 55, 54 concurrent viewers. So it makes me want to struggle on through. But I only have so much water in my cups. So it's – if anybody – let me play that commercial again because I'm very proud of the second Chopper City commercial. So let's go ahead and play that one again while I take a bigger drink. Weird doggy, Liberal Man Chopper City is back, and we had such a large surplus of choppers after two years of sturgis during COVID, it was dragging our prices down to insane levels. So we took a cue from Big Oil. We scrapped and melted down half of them to artificially reduce supply, increasing our bottom line. And in light of Dobbs v. Jackson, we're turning them into wire hangers. So with every chopper you buy, you get a 12-pack of hangers absolutely free. Share them with your friends, especially in the red states. Liberal Man Chopper City is a fictional establishment. Do not use wire hangers for health care. For some reason, I, in both commercials, I, I picked, I, I used 12 pack. So I guess that's going to have to be a running theme where whatever I do a show on that, that whatever I do a fake commercial on that week or that month or whenever I do it, I'm going to have to include a 12 pack of something. So I hope I don't forget that a 12 pack of something. So yeah, I agree with you hiding the shadows. You know, I think there does come a point where I do have to tap out and, I think that's going to be soon. So again, thank you everybody for tuning in. I appreciate all those that came early. I appreciate all of those that stay late. Um, I hope you like what you see. I hope uh, you continue to be uh, supporting Hal as well as myself. Um, and again, we got We just got to expand the farm team. We have to fight conservatives because again, Hal's right. Hal says that for like six election cycles, we need to get out there and show up every time. And I try not to fight with the extremists on the left. I try to work to say we need to work together. And they make it so hard. Jolie's like, hot tea with honey. That's what this was. This was full of hot tea with honey. I'll have to go get another one. Of this. Um, but, yeah, we have to fight the good fight. We have to fight them at every point. We have to make sure that – we have to make sure that their messaging is counteracted every single time. But I, you know, that's why I call it a, a conservative talk radio show a bunch because I want to make my point and I want people to hear the point and I want to try and change people's mind. Do I think I will? I don't know. Maybe, but if I don't try then I'm not gonna because uh, was it Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't make. So, Kim Sheik, great. So, thank you very much for stopping by. Kim Sheik is usually regular here. Appreciate you. Appreciate everybody. Um, I mean, Jeff, Hal dropped the F-bomb or something from time to time. Um, it's, it's not verboten to curse. I try not to be too blue, uh, at least on this show. Um, so, again, I think I am going to call it a night. 
because especially because all of y'all are encouraging me to call it a night. So yeah, I'm going to take y'all's advice, cut out before I completely lose my voice. Probably won't even go stream on Twitch after this. It's another thing. I do gaming and nerdy stuff too. Nerdydan.com because I'm creative like that. I have liberaldan.com and nerdydan.com and I'm on nerdydan, D-O-T-C-O-M everywhere like on Twitch, on Facebook, on Twitter, um, on YouTube as well. So that's another way you can support me is by going to that. I'm having, I'm thinking of merging the two a little bit. I'm thinking of kind of bringing in the nerdy Dan into the liberal Dan umbrella. And maybe when I'm playing games, talking politics as well, maybe that will be my niche, like a progressive gamer who talks about the important issues whilst blowing people up on video games. So Again, yeah, on nerdydan.com, there's a link that says, you know, find me online, and all the links where you can find me online is on there. Um, I think Hal, Hal's almost convinced me to drop my TikTok stuff because he basically, of, of the links that he shared, and it's malware, um, I'm pretty much about ready to dump that too. So, because again, I don't want to be supporting malware. So I may very well drop those soon because I don't want, you know, to be supporting the taking of that information and encouraging other people to do the same. So I may very well drop it, but cause you know, it is what it is. Thank you. Anyway. So let's, let's find the, so again, this is the end of this week's episode of liberal Dan radio talk from the left. That's right. I will be back next Wednesday, 8 PM central here on youtube.com slash liberal Dan radio or youtube.liberaldan.com. Make sure to subscribe and get notifications here because I could go live randomly. I might even announce that I'm going to go live on Twitter or on Facebook, so follow me in those places as well. Until next week, this is Dan Simmons with Little Name Radio. Off to the left. That's right.